The RSVP Trust, changing lives around the world. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Sorry, uh, it's been a bit quiet on the uh, podcast recently, uh, but I'm trying to upload two episodes this week. We've just been really busy uh, with some other stuff, uh, which we'll hear about uh, sometime in the future. But now let's uh, go over to today's message, which is live long and prosper. Uh, I've been round about different places for the last few weeks, which is why I've not been here. Um, and God's been doing some uh, amazing things. Uh, last Sunday, a couple of us were in um, to a church I'd not been to before, doing a healing service morning and evening. And um, in the morning, I, I said after prayer, you know, does anyone know that they can do something that they couldn't do before? And uh, I don't think anyone spoke really. Maybe, maybe there was uh, someone who got rid of some pain. Um, but in the evening I said the same thing and uh, it was interesting because at the beginning of the evening meeting uh, in the worship a lady had tried to give us a, a, like a picture that the Lord had given her but unfortunately she'd come to the healing meeting because she had a swollen voice box and the doctors couldn't do anything about it and, uh, and so she couldn't speak and you kind of wonder what God's doing so the Lord chose her to give the word uh, and we were straining to hear it. So it was more like, the Lord is telling me. And we're all listening. And the, the kind of the worship leader who was stood close to her repeated what she'd said. Um, and it was, a, it was a word about a dam breaking, for, uh, breaking forth into sort of dry, uh, dry places and clearing out all the rubbish as the water of life came through. And then at the end of the meeting when we prayed with people, I said, does anyone know that for definite that they can do something they couldn't do before? And uh, this lady said, well, as you know, I couldn't speak at the beginning of the meeting. And as you can hear, I can now speak perfectly. And it was like, uh, I think people thought I brought her with me as a plant to kind of, you know, stir the meeting along a bit. But uh, I felt I should say we've never met before, have we, about it? It's... Uh, uh, so that that was that really kind of shocked me because I was sat in front of this lady when she was trying to give this word from the Lord, and uh, she was telling me that she'd been housebound uh, for several months as well, and um, she just felt strength coming back into her body as well as being able to speak. So it's good what God's doing. And uh, I was up north in uh, somewhere, I forget where I've been, but anyway, um, I know what God was doing. And uh, some people came forward, and there was a lady on sticks. And uh, again, I said, you know, does anyone know for sure that they can do something they couldn't do before? And uh, nobody really uh, shared anything. But then um, that week, the vicar wrote to say, the lady that came forward on sticks said to him the next day that when she came forward, it felt like there were shackles on her ankles that shattered as we prayed. And she, she was so shocked by it, she, she wasn't able to say anything in the meeting. But she doesn't walk on sticks anymore. And there was a lady who, uh, I think it was her hips, uh, were you know in excruciating pain. So even like getting dressed in the morning was extremely painful. But all her pain is gone. And uh, so it's good what God uh, is doing. And so I want to kind of uh, just go on a bit in the flow of... Uh, Thinking how we not only get healed when we need a miracle, but how can we uh, kind of knit uh, the healing uh, principles in the Bible into our life? Well, I want to um, 
look today at Star Trek. Uh, always good. Um, some people expand the scriptures, but I just want to expand, expand a bit of telly, really. Have we got any Star Trek fans? Anyone watch Star Trek? Yeah, we notice there's some people that, you know, don't really want to... We watch quite a lot. We don't dress up or anything, but... Um... <laughs> And we probably couldn't name all the aliens. And I know the people that are, but we kind of watch quite a bit of Star Trek. And um, I've been thinking about a new book lately, and I've been thinking what to call it. And we were watching Star Trek the other night, and the Vulcan, we watched Voyager, so the Vulcan Tuvok comes in to this group of, I don't know, they weren't people, they were sort of aliens. But he, br- he brought the Vulcan greeting, which is live long and prosper. And not everyone can do that. So, uh, And um, I thought, what a great name for a book about what God wants for our life. He wants us to live long and prosper. Pros- prosper just means to be successful. And that's God's plan for us. It says in Jeremiah 29.11, God says, I know the plans I have for you to give you a future and a hope, plans for good and not for evil. So to live long and prosper. And I thought, what a fantastic kind of strap line for the gospel. That's what Jesus came for you to have, to live long and prosper. And then I came across uh, in the third letter of John, in verse 2, John says, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So I thought it's kind of, it's kind of almost in the Bible. And then I kind of, this is what I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of researching where they, get, they came up with the idea of live long and prosper. Um, and what happened apparently, uh, Leonard Nimoy was in the original Star Trek series, which wasn't fully scripted, and they were kind of putting their characters together. He says in his autobiography, which is called I Am Not Spock, <laughs> um, he said because it wasn't scripted, they, they kind of said... Uh, so you're a Vulcan, and you, you come onto the set and you, you bring a Vulcan greeting, but they didn't tell him what it was. And so he, he came onto the set and did that and said, live long and prosper. And he explains it when he was a little boy. He's from a Jewish family. And when he was a young boy, his grandfather took him to an Orthodox synagogue. And it was a special uh, time of the year in the Jewish calendar uh, when the priest would pronounce a blessing over the people. And the priest... Uh, came into the meeting and put his hand like that and said, live long and prosper, shalom, babom, de bom, de bom. That's real Hebrew if you don't know. But, and <laughs> something like that. So uh, he was really taken by this phrase as a little boy. And uh, it turns out that that symbol is uh, the Jewish letter uh, shin with which the blessing begins. is like a U with three kind of uh, strokes on it. So the priest is just making the shape of the first letter of the blessing. And uh, that's good, isn't it? You thought you were coming to hear the gospel and you're getting a whole lecture on Star Trek. So that whole, um, that whole th- greeting that they're doing Star Trek is actually based in the, uh, in, the Jewish, in the Jewish religion. And then, of course, John, who wrote the third epistle of John, was Jewish. And I wonder if that phrase he uses to begin his letter, that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I wonder if that was kind of connected to the tradition uh, that is in the Orthodox uh, Jewish synagogues to this day. And uh, I really think that that's what 
um, God wants. So sometimes we need a miracle of healings, like we have a crisis and uh, we need a miracle. And uh, I always think of the two people in, um, whatever it is, the, the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus' daughter, which were two healings that happened at the same time. And Jairus was in a crisis. Jairus needed a miracle now. His daughter was dying. The woman with the issue of blood, although she needed a miracle, it says that she'd been uh, going to different doctors for 12 years. So hers was a chronic illness that wasn't immediately life-threatening, it wasn't an emergency, but she needed somehow to connect with the healing of Jesus. But it wasn't the emergency that Jairus' daughter was. And I think when we, when we get some level of health, that we also need to kind of tune into how God wants to put daily health into our life. And John says something, that he prays that his friend may prosper in all things, to be successful in all things. And Psalm 1 says that the man who uh, follows the word of God will uh, be prosperous uh, in everything that he does. So John says he, he wants you to prosper in all things and be in health. But then he says, just as your soul prospers. So John is connecting being in health with our soul prospering. Now, human beings are made up of uh, the body, the soul, and the spirit. And the soul, which John says needs to prosper, is our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's like the real you that will survive when you die. That's your soul. And he says that we can prosper our soul. And when our soul prospers, when we tune in uh, to what God wants in our lives, what God is speaking into our lives, that we will be in health. And then if you've got your Bible, just flick to uh, Proverbs, which is just after Psalms. And Psalms is sort of roughly in the middle of the Bible, if you didn't know. Proverbs 4 and verse 20. And then uh, the writer of Proverbs says this, or this is what God's saying through him. My son... Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So he's saying that the work, that, that healing and health, long-term health, is connected for human beings with knowing the word of God. That's why... Uh, in the Garden of Eden, when we were disconnected, when our first parents disconnected us from that relationship with God, that's why sin and sickness and disease came not only into human life, but into the whole of creation. So when we reconnect with our Creator, we begin to get something of life and healing back into our life. So, um, you know, it's not just like an evangelical rule that we should read our Bibles, but God is saying that if you connect with his word and you allow his word to speak to you personally, it brings life to those who find his words and health to all their flesh. So I think this is, uh, this is kind of God saying that uh, he, he wants to speak to us. We should come to the scripture as though God has written a personal letter to us. I've told you the story before, but I'll tell it again for those of you who haven't heard it. That I used to have a scripture calendar with a, a verse for every day, 
and uh, it was the day of my driving test and my driving instructor said I would fail because I never looked in my rear view mirror. And, um, and uh, so the day of the test came and I wasn't listening to him, I didn't really look in the rear view mirror. And then I looked on the calendar and it just, the verse for the day was forgetting those things which are behind. And uh, that was written by Paul talking about something completely different. But when you read it as God's speaking to you personally, then it comes to mean something to you. And so I was reminded by God to not forget those things which were behind. And I looked in the mirror and I passed my driving test. So that's just a small thing. But I think God wants to uh, speak to us. And he can speak in all different ways. Like he spoke to, um, he spoke through Balaam's donkey, didn't he? So he can, God can really use anything to speak to us. But we've been given his word in the Bible. And if we come to it and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us through it, uh, we will come in touch with God's life uh, and God's healing. I want just to look at one more scripture, which is Mark 11. Mark 11 and verse 23. Actually, I just want to look at verse 12 first. So this is where Jesus is going to... uh, is coming out from Bethany and he's hungry in verse 12 and he sees a fig tree and um, he goes to see if there's any fruit on it and there isn't so he curses the fig tree and apparently at that moment when he speaks a curse on the fig tree nothing happens and, uh, and then they go where they're going and the next day uh, they're passing by in verse 20 in the morning as they pass by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. It's interesting that Matthew says that they saw it dried up from the roots and Matthew would have been there, he was with the twelve. And he doesn't tell us how he knew that it dried up from the roots, except maybe you, you could just see that the thing was dead but there was a little bit of kind of green at the top or something. And I think sometimes, like when we come to pray, I was praying with someone the other day, who's got advanced stages of cancer and we were looking at this scripture and I said we need to, I think we need to curse the root of the cancer and what, we, what we're praying for is that the cancer will dry up from the roots like Jesus cursed this fig tree. So sometimes we, we think that God prays, uh, that Jesus comes to pray for healing but he, sometimes he actually curses something and so he cursed the fig tree because it wasn't productive and cancer isn't productive. It doesn't. It takes things from your body, but it doesn't produce anything good for you, and that's how it kind of destroys your body in the end. So, so the gentleman I was praying with agreed, and we cursed the cancer, and uh, we, we wait and see to hear what that happens. Like when Jesus cursed the tree, nothing immediately happened, but something began to happen, and the next morning the tree was dead. And uh, it reminded me of, uh, I was in... Um, somewhere in London in a, we were in a tent in a shopping centre car park uh, I get to preach in all the best places but anyway, it was some shopping centre in London and the church had put a tent at, and we had a healing service there in the shopping centre car park and there was a, an elderly lady who had to go for an operation she'd got three cancerous lumps on her spine and uh, she was going to have the operation the next day but she obviously was very worried about it And uh, in verse 23 here, Jesus says, Whoever says to this mountain, 
be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says so I said to her that these are three small lumps on your spine but to you that they must be like three mountains because I mean cancer is a scary word and just having an operation is a scary thing so so I think these are like three mountains so we're going to speak to the mountains and curse the mountains and, uh, and she agreed, so we prayed like that. We cursed these uh, three lumps on her spine. And, uh, and then her friend uh, wrote to me a week later saying that when she had the operation, two of the lumps had disappeared, and the, the one lump that was left was like a third of its original size. And uh, I find that interesting, that they had like an X-ray or, or a scan or something with the three lumps on, but when we speak the word of God... Uh, something begins to happen. And uh, Jesus here gives us some clues about how to affect our own healing. There are a couple of ways of getting healed. One is you can find some great evangelist that has a healing anointing and just go to their meeting. And uh, we don't know how that works. It's just like God anoints and healings kind of happen. And I've been in meetings like that. But if you've seen my little healing book, it's really more about using the word of God and your own faith and beginning to start something, because you can do that. Because what happens if the evangelist doesn't come? How do you get healing yourself? And Jesus gives us some clues. In verse 22, he says, have faith in God. And that's, that's a short sentence, but sometimes that's hard to do. Do we have faith? that God can do something. I remember some years ago, I, I got a lump on my side and um, it became a bit infected. And I went to the doctor and he said, oh, come back next Tuesday and I'll stick a knife through that and we'll sort it out. And I, I've got a very low pain threshold and I thought, I don't really want you to do that. So I'd been to Africa, I'd seen the blind sea and the lame walk. But did I have any faith in God? for this small lump the size of a baked bean on my head? No, not really. And uh, I became desperate. And I just asked a couple of people at the church I was going to to pray with me. And, uh, and they prayed. And I, I didn't think the prayer was much cop, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I thought, well, God's not going to do anything now. That wasn't, you know. When I woke up in the morning, the lump had gone. And I was so thankful that my friends had faith. And they'd kind of spoken to this, what seemed like a mountain. Uh, and it taught me that we need to have faith in God. And I remember for a week thinking, well, where did it go? Because this is my problem, I analyse everything. So where is the lump now? <laughs> what happened in the night? Did some fairies come and... <laughs> like we tell kids with the teeth, I don't think so. And that kind of, I find that very curious, that where, where did it go? Where did that elderly lady's lumps off a spine where did they go? we don't know so Jesus says just have faith in God and then look at the next verse 23 how many times he says that we're to speak and how many times we are to receive assuredly I say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says. So there's a lot of saying. There's a lot of speaking. 
And uh, Genesis tells us that the world was created through the word of God. God said, let there be light, and there was light. And we're created in his image, so our words have power. And you know that if someone's been really awful to you and said hurtful things, you know it's not easy just to kind of brush that aside. Words go deep. And again, if someone uh, whose opinion you value affirms you, that's very powerful. Words are very powerful. That's why advertisers spend millions thinking up little slogans. Beans means? You see? That was worth £20,000, wasn't it? Nice to see you, to see you. You see? You didn't know all that was in there, did you? But words are very powerful and they sit with us and do stuff in us. And Jesus says that we to speak those things. And then in verse 24, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So I think uh, there are two aspects to healing. One is if we're sick today and we need a miracle, it's really like warfare and we've got to keep praying and keep getting the breakthrough and keep speaking what God says. So like, for example, some of my favorite scriptures on healing are Matthew 8, 17, that says that Jesus took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses on the cross. And uh, Isaiah 53, 5, which says, by the wounds of Jesus, we are healed. And Exodus 15, 9 or 10, which says, I'm the Lord who heals you. So God reveals himself as the healer. Um, in Psalm 91, it says that no evil will befall, befall you and no plague will come near your tent. And as we begin to speak these, it's like John said in his epistle, that we can prosper and be in health as our soul prospers as these. I've put those words in. So just like you know that beans means Heinz, and Bruce says nice to see you, to see you nice, I've actually sat there putting some of the word of God in. So when sickness comes, I say, by the wounds of Jesus, I am healed. Uh, And you can put some of that in and you prosper in your soul. So let's pray. And in a minute, uh, I'm going to pray that we will prosper in our soul and that God will speak to us personally this week. But if anyone wants prayer for healing, we're just going to have a moment. uh, We'll just come and pray. And as I normally say, Um, I'm not going to ask you what you need prayer for. Just come and we just speak God's health on you. So so let's pray. But if you you need healing, just come. And we're not going to take too long about it. And we're just going to pray and speak God's uh, word over you. Uh, But first, let's pray for all of us that we may prosper and be in health. Father, we would indeed like to live long and prosper. Prosper in our health, in our relationships, in our work, in all that we have and all that we do. And so, Father, we ask you this week to teach us how to prosper our soul through hearing your word to us, your personal word to us. We pray that you would put life and health in all our flesh as we draw close to you. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thanks for listening today. Do uh, check out our website, which is uh, www.rsvptrust.co.uk. Lots of good stuff on there. Lots of it's free. And you can also see uh, other resources like books and things that are available for sale. Uh, but do check out some good stuff on the blog and we're getting lots of good feedback about that. And do drop me a line if you listen to this podcast uh, to don at rsvptrust.co.uk. It's always good to know uh, who we're reaching and where we're reaching to and how the program's been helpful. Uh, so I want to pray for you now if you've uh, got a sickness or a need. I pray that God uh, touches you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against every sickness and every disease. We thank you that the blood of Jesus paid for our healing as it paid for our sin. Your word says that he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So we refuse sickness in our bodies. Father, we ask that our souls would prosper as we listen and read to your word, read your word that our soul would prosper and we would be in health because our soul is prospering in our bodies. Father, we ask you to bring life to all our flesh as your word brings life to all our flesh, uh, Proverbs 4.20 and those verses say. Father, we come against every sickness and every disease. We take authority. We speak to the mountain of sickness in our bodies and we command it to go in the name of Jesus. We command every sickness to go. We declare that the name of Jesus is above every name so that sickness has no authority. So we break the power of sickness in every body of everyone who's uh, listening to the sound of my voice today. That the name of Jesus breaks that sickness in Jesus' name and sets us free. The Son of God uh, came to destroy the works of the evil one and set us free. Amen. Uh, I believe you're free that God's begun to work today in your body for your health. And uh, do join us next time on the podcast. Thanks for listening today. The RSVP Trust, changing lives around the world.